Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Taking Back the Reins. I'm Dina Shale and today I'm joined by Louise. Hi, Louise. Hello, for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. So today we're going to talk about being empowered on our series of Empowered Women. Tell me a little bit about what you do and what your job is now and um, and, and what's, you, what's brought you here on this journey. Thank you. So I'm a solution focused hypnotherapist. And um, yeah, it is. It's such a positive form of therapy. And it's, um, it's like you said, it's all about empowering people, empowering people to take back control of their lives. So it's really, really lovely form of therapy. And I had it myself. Um, so that's how I kind of got into it, because I, I just loved it. And because it's so positive, and so uplifting and empowering. And um, that's why I decided to train in it as well. So I specifically help people, um, well, not specifically, I help people who have overcome kind of adversities, but then I also help people to kind of find their voice again. Mm -hmm. um, so I've never had much confidence and I never used to be able to kind of talk publicly. Um, I'd never have been able to do this, for example, um, and I did a maid of honor speech last year as well. So I like helping people um, to overcome public speaking fears as well. So yeah, that's, that's and what's that done for you? What what's this done for you? I mean, obviously you've you've had hypnotherapy quite a bit. Just just tell yeah, for somebody yeah. who's not had hypnotherapy, tell us a bit about what 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 you do. So first kind of half of a session would be kind of talking therapy. So it's very much thinking about the positive things, like like focusing and thinking about that neuroplasticity, getting that neuroplasticity and um, about the positive things. So we're strengthening yeah. those positive neuro pathways. And then the second half. I always say it's the best bit because people can just relax and go into trance and it just kind of strengthens everything that we've talked about in that first half of the session. So when you come out of it, you just feel so relaxed and in you, you're in that kind of intellectual part of the brain. So you're not reacting emotionally to things. You, you, you're in that rational part of the brain and it just allows you to kind of approach life in kind of a calm and relaxed way. And yeah, it is lovely. I'd say everyone would um, benefit from 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 it because it is just so lovely like you I know what? I, I've never had it done you perhaps need to do it oh. to me afterwards but I've never had hypnotherapy <laughs> because um it's always been one of those things where I would say oh you know not going to let anybody nobody's ever yeah. going to hypnotize me no 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 <laughs> People so, do have a um, have a kind of they think it's a bit woo woo, but it is very much based on science. And yeah, it's we never take control of someone either. So you won't know <laughs> looking like a chicken or anything like that. It's just some of those. Myths. Yeah, <laughs> and tell us a little bit about um, you know what brought you to this journey. Tell me what were your adversities that you've had to overcome to come to this point to go. This is what worked for me. And that's why we all do it, isn't it? You know, I I do equine therapy because it's what worked for me and it was yeah. where I felt fit. And obviously you've come into hypnotherapy in the same way. You've gone and searched for an answer and you've yeah. gone, this works. It works for me. I love this. I want to help other people. Tell, tell me, yeah. tell me a, a bit about how. So it was a few years ago now, um, a few years ago, I, like I said before, I've never been like the most confident person in the world, but um, I was sexually assaulted after a night out. And after that, I just kind of woke up and it was like my world had gone dark and I was, I was just wasn't myself at all. Like I was faking my life and I went to, um, so the morning after I kind of went to Cambridge to see one of my friends 
and I was on high alert I was just like looking absolutely everywhere for this person thinking that they were still about like even yeah. though it was like a three mile drive three mile three hour drive to get to Cambridge it was yeah. um I was just on that high alert and it took me a while it took me a long time to kind of accept that it had happened and then take steps to overcome it because I read a I read a book somebody offered me like a kind of one of these self-help books and I read a book after it that said um after three months of a trauma any kind of trauma after three months physiologically your brain goes back to normal so I was just focused on this okay well this has happened this awful thing has happened it's changed my life it's changed my world but after three months I'll be okay uh. and I just kept focusing on that like I'll be okay in three months I'll be okay in three months and obviously the three months came and went and yeah didn't kind of feel okay then six months came and went didn't feel okay and I felt like I was faking my life like to the outside I was like but inside I just wanted to like curl up and, and cry and, and I think that's what lots of people feel don't they you know we go along we bumble along in life and we yeah. think yeah we'll be okay that happened it's behind me but actually yeah. you know it's not until many years later sometimes that people go I need to pull this out of the bag and I know with yeah. with my trauma lots of people said to me when I went through my court process why mm-hmm. why now why yeah. now and 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 it's you know it's not until sometimes a bit later that you can turn and face it and and look at what's actually happened and 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 deal yeah. with it Exactly. And so, so you read the book and that was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, not good advice. I wouldn't, um, not, wouldn't recommend not that book. That book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so then COVID came. So after about nine months, COVID came. And that was just, for me, opportunity to just hide. Like I hid from the world, like absolutely just dove into work and just hid from the world and was just like scribbling away. Obviously, we couldn't go out, so it was kind of a protective measure. But then obviously, when things started opening up again, I was just still in this like cave of like, I don't want to. I don't like I don't want to go out and put myself out there. And yeah, it took a long time. And um, it was kind of my nephew. I was playing with my nephew um, one day and I was just like, I would I would have been like laughing, joking, like really silly. Um, just like quite a positive person and I just again I just felt like my heart wasn't in it and I was faking it I just felt like he's getting half of me here like he's not getting his fun aunt wheeze he's getting half of a half of a person so we that's when that I go into shame, it. don't we did you carry shame around oh, it yeah yeah absolutely and, and I, I blamed think, myself and yeah and I think that's the thing with a victim when yeah. you become a victim of something that you didn't anticipate or something that happened too fast too soon and you weren't yeah. able to deal with it you carry the shame and this is something that I'm like you know researching into more now having been that victim myself and and obviously you know what I'm talking about nobody understands that element of shame and Um, what you carry with you until you go okay this is not my shame this is this is theirs yeah exactly this, this is not for me you know I should be able to 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 not carry this yeah, and it affected kind of the, how I interacted with any other man because it was like, am I leading them on? Are they going to do the same? Are they? And I had this absolute fear of like, and for a long time I called myself damaged goods. I was like in my head, I was like, oh, well, you're damaged goods now. Um, so that's yeah, and that's something that again, it's it's taken a long time, and I do think people often think that like the journey to recovery is kind of like a 
uphill, but I can honestly say for me, it's like a bit of a, it's a bit of a roller coaster and a bit of a wave. Like sometimes I'll be absolutely on top of the world and doing really well. Then something will happen where you you have that bit of a dip. And I just want to kind of reassure people that that is natural. It's like it's it it comes in waves, and sometimes things will affect you more than others. But we're all human, so don't beat yourself up when you are in that yeah. like, little bit of a dip. And I think we see so much, so much um so much on social media about living this perfect life and the best mm. of everybody's life and actually you know we're we are as humans we are supposed to have this this yeah. this ebb and flow even in your emotions in your feelings in your nervous system you're supposed to have this flow and 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 we all think we're supposed to be happy all of the time but you build mm. that resilience through these ebbs and flows don't you because you have yeah. to get back up face the world and get back on with it yeah. and move forward the key is to actually use your positive affirmations and be um you know really positive in your mind and not keep going back to that thing mm. in your memory because yeah. that obviously triggers the body into that stress and trauma response again yeah absolutely so sorry. go on, what's your driving force, you know, that, 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 that made you go, do you know what, I'm not the person I was, I'm now this, this, this half person that I was because of this yeah. event um, that has, you know, changed my life. You, you know, mm. this is something that you've, you're having to overcome. Well, tell us about that. So my driving force is my family um, and, and my nephew in particular. It was knowing that I wasn't showing up fully for, for him and for the rest of my family and realising that, like, I, wa I was a completely different person. I was, yeah. like, really insular. I used to be quite social. I used to love a night out. And I just wasn't doing the things that used to make me really happy. Um, and when I was in those social situations, I was getting quite panicky. You'd so, be on hyperlet, wouldn't you? You, you're yeah, going alarm, alarm. Yeah. You know, situation that bad things happen before. Yeah, exactly. So and you, wouldn't, um, you wouldn't dare to turn that off, would you? Because you'd be like, danger, danger. This, this, yeah, no. this person's here again. They're, yeah. not, they're not, but but you're always going to be looking for that danger. I know, I know what that feels okay. like. And then there'll be many people listening to this that are in that situation as well. Yeah. So what did you do, Louise? What was your next step? My next step was um, somebody recommended hypnotherapy to me and I just took a leap of faith, absolute leap of faith. I'd, um, I'd had counselling before, so I talked about it and the counselling was brilliant because it helped me realise actually it wasn't my fault. There wasn't anything that I could have done differently in that situation that would have changed the outcome. Mm. Um, so that was really helpful in that respect. But I'd got to the point where I started counselling again and I was just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like I've talked about it a lot. Like I want to do something proactive and different. And like, and that that's why I call my business looking forward hypnotherapy because yeah. all of this horrible stuff might have happened, but let's look forward to our future and let's think and, about like where we want to get to. And um, I think people, you know, we're in a in a culture, aren't we, where you know we have this bad thing that happens and then mm -hmm. And then we're told, right, you need to go to talk therapy. You need to go and talk about it. Well, you know what? I don't know about you, but for me, I don't ever want, I do not ever want to live that situation again. And I'm sure no, in no. your situation too, that was the same. Yeah. And, and, exactly. you know, 
I know through the work that I do that it's not useful um, mm. because all it does is re-trigger the body into thinking that it's in that situation again. So yeah. your alarm's going off all the time. And that's why we keep having these triggers. Absolutely. You know, we're having this, this alarm going off saying danger, danger, because we keep going back to it when we've already lived it once. Yeah, exactly. And our, our minds are so powerful. So even like when we imagine something, we have those physical reactions again. So if I ask you to think about like your favorite dessert and like a piece of cake or whatever, sometimes yeah. like if we imagine that vividly, like our mouth will start salivating and we'll have like that physical reaction. Yeah. So if we're reliving those memories, those traumatic memories, we have like our body has a physical reaction to it again. So and absolutely I'm so, what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so passionate about people knowing this stuff that mm. actually you've got to move forward. You yeah. can't, don't go back. People say to me, oh, I'm taking yeah, my yeah. children for counselling. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't do no. that because that is, you know, and I have to really rein myself in and say, Dina, come on, you know, they've got to learn that lesson themselves. But, but you know, you, you when you've lived it once, you've got to move forward and you've got to be yeah. positive. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to change those neuro pathways. Yeah. You've also got to stop these triggers, haven't you? Yeah. You know, in your body, like alarm, alarm, I'm at a party and, and you know, this alarm's going off. So how, how have you how have you coped with that? What have you done to um, to deal with those triggers, Louise? So it's all about the small steps, I'd say. So I do this with my clients as well. It's all about those tiny little steps about to, to get you there. Because if we try and jump from here to here really quickly, yeah, it's like no. a diet, for example, all or nothing, we go all in and then we fail. So it's all about taking those tiny little steps. So for me, it was it was just little things like, actually, let's get back into exercising. Let's get back to the gym. Um, let's um, And because you're doing these small little things, you have the confidence in yourself of like, oh, I said I was going to do that and I did it. So that gives me the confidence of like, oh, like I can do more than I think I did. I did act like quite calmly in that situation. Like, and you feel proud of yourself. So then, yeah, I've built it up slowly with like seeing friends and family. And then, um, yeah, eventually like now I'd quite happily go on a night out. <laughs> yeah. And, and now what you're doing is you're you're building that window of tolerance again because your window mm. of tolerance had gone. And so the window yeah. of, of coping with things in, in, in you know, in small bits you're building up because your your body's going, oh, okay, I am safe. I don't need to put the warning signs out. Yeah. And so you're building that window of tolerance. You had it before, you can have it again. But it's mm -hmm. about building those blocks, isn't it, back into your life so Absolutely. you can have your night out, you can go out and enjoy you, a night with your friends, and then you feel much better. But yeah. if all you do is go back to that thing that, that caused you that trauma, you're yeah. never going to move forward. No, exactly. I really like that window of tolerance. So I um I often refer to a stress bucket. Like everyone's got their stress bucket, and obviously, when anything that you put in there, like any negative thought, it builds up and builds up, and then we're overflowing yeah, half the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I really yeah. like that window of tolerance. Oh, well. I can tell you about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we use that in our in our work a lot, and when you yeah. think about it logically, it really does make sense. You know, we've all had these experiences you know yeah. we, we we have this tolerance then we have none and then and then we've got to build this window of tolerance back up and it's the, the it's the nervous system and um it needs to feel safe and going back to your point about trauma you know that trauma happened and it was something that happened too too quick too fast for your nervous mm. system to cope but you have to then build slowly 
back into your nervous system and you're doing exactly that with your clients where we, you, you're building those small little pieces back into that wall to, to make you more resilient and able to cope with that situation. So what is the, the um, we obviously know what the one thing is that's changed your life and made you more resilient. Um, but what um, makes you stand out from the crowd? What makes you unique? What do you think? I think it's because I'm a massive empath. So I love to listen to people and I love to listen to people's stories. And I can always put myself in someone's situation. So whereas some people like kind of like listen, I like physically kind of put myself in someone's situation and um, kind of imagine that as a if that was me, like how would I react? How would I do that? And obviously everyone's different. Everyone's got their own their own ways of coping with things, but I just love being able to see that progress in people, that those small steps, because people come yeah. back to me like the next week and they're like, Louise, I've did this. Like, <laughs> I feel a seven today instead of a six. Like I get That's all these amazing, lovely, lovely it? messages. And That's it just... Just amazing, yeah. It feels yeah. me a joy, yeah. It's um, to get that feedback and people are so happy to share because they they do, they they do go like zooming once this first yeah, started having yeah. hypnotherapy. So yeah, it's great. So my last question to you then is when yeah. your back's against the wall, what have you done to get through and what does that feel like? So in the past, I do think my natural reaction when my back is like completely against the wall is to freeze. So when I was assaulted, that was my reaction. And in quite, for example, a few years ago, trying to do a, a speech or something, I would have just frozen. So that used to be my natural reaction. But kind of having a hypnotherapy and realising just like education around how my brain works, yeah. why I'm having these reactions, because like I said before, hypnotherapy is based on science. So knowing and having that knowledge of like why my brain's doing certain things has really, really helped and really helped me to kind of recognize when yeah. if I'm going into that freeze or whatever I'm like oh that's that's happening because of that and having those like little techniques little grounding techniques that bit of hypnotherapy to to kind of um overcome them so yeah it's I think education just learning about like different types of therapy what's right for me what's right for other people and and yeah all the all, all the small stuff yeah brilliant and and I think um you know if you're if you're, you know, you've had these these things happen in your life, the key thing is to go and learn, isn't it? And, and, and yeah. you know, everybody that I'm speaking to about being empowered has had to go and learn. And I yeah. think that's the key element. It's certainly our, uh, you know, um, values in our business, you know, the, the learn, embody and integrate. Um, mm. and, and learn is the first thing. Go and teach yourself what they're not telling you out there. Go and... Yeah learn go and go and find out your own information and and become that empowered woman and yeah. in, in, in the way that this you know this adversity has been you know something you didn't want and wouldn't have the, the lesson you wouldn't have chosen however look at this amazing journey that you've gone on and you've gone on to create this this business to help other people in the way that it's helped you and that that's so admirable and you should give yourself a big pat on the back for that yeah. I think all Thank the listeners you. out there will be doing exactly the same thing they'll be like amazing and and that's what they need to become empowered exactly thank you that's really kind to say sometimes you lose focus and lose lose for sight of how far you've come and yeah, yeah it's it's been tough but it's been yeah very positive journey and if you ask me would I change that now I wouldn't be a hypnotherapist now, would I? If it hadn't no. happened. So it's one of those, it's like, oh, 
And I think that's the key, you know, to end this podcast. I think we need to be saying to people, you know, without that adversity, you wouldn't be the person you are today. And I think that's a great, you know, great thing to end on. So, Louise, tell people where they can find you if they if they choose hypnotherapy as their chosen route to healing. Yeah. So I've got a website. It's www.lookingforwardhypnotherapy.com. And then I'm also on Instagram, um, louise.hypnotherapist. And then you can also find me on Facebook, Louise Timons. So any of those, any of those ways. Louise, thank you for joining me on Taking Back the Reins. I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm sure the listeners will really enjoy that um, empowered talk. So thank you again. And I hope this has helped um, you that are listening to the podcast to take back your reins and help you on your journey to become empowered.